Did you hear Whoa. that? Yeah. All right, so we are live now. Oh, shit. Damn, the first episode of Tanari and Friends. How about it? I'm glad to be here. All right. On the, uh, and on the ground level, you know? Yep, this is, uh, this is about uh, one week in the making. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not much longer. <laughs> so uh, that question, or first, who are you? Let's introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Well, no, I asked you first. It's my show. <laughs> uh, I am Nick Mullen, I guess. We're using last names, you know. Nice. Is this like uh, the first day of school? Like, you want me to like two truths and a lie, or what? Uh, yeah, if you want, go for <laughs> it. Uh, so, so Nick, what do you what do you do? Who are you? What do you do? We got your name, but that's not that's not who you are. You know, that's what you, that's that's your government name. Yeah, it's true. No one calls me that anyway. Exactly. So, um, okay, what do you do? Where are you from? So originally from Long Island, New York. Uh, been living in Florida now for a uh, number of years, getting close to half my life. Uh, and I do sales. Yeah, went to uh, college, got my uh, bachelor's degree in business administration, got a job with sales directly after. And I've been doing that now for about two years. Nick, if you had to pick where you're fighting out of, like if you're a UFC fighter and you had to pick like Nick Mullen fighting out of where? Like, would you pick Long Island? Wikiwachi, Florida, I would say. There's too many people from Long Island. It's not special. That's true. If you're from Wikiwachi, that's like, uh, do you remember when like Randy Moss was like Rice or, or what was the place that like his home, his high school? He didn't say like Marshall University. He said like something that was like a, a ghetto thing that they like that they call his hometown. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do not, unfortunately. I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up real quick. Um, Jamie, let me pull it up. Yeah, where's where's young Jamie? Um, Yeah, basically, it's like, you know how they um, they did, like, every, it was like, oh, like, Florida State University, or then like, you got the Ohio State guys, like, the Ohio State, <laughs> or the Ohio State University. Um, yeah, Randy Moss did something. Like Delta Nine Projects or something like that? Yeah. Uh, Man, I wish it was like all the kids that used to say, I'm going to TCU, the crib university. Yeah, something like that. Um, well, I can't find it. They, I, I think ESPN did like a 30 for 30 on it, even a whole 30 for 30 on his introduction to a football game. No, uh, because. On- Oh, okay. So he said Rand University. Rand oh, University. Yeah, ESPN yeah. 30 for 30 on Rand University. Randy yes. Moss has long been an enigma known for his brilliance on and off the field and his problems off of it. Sometimes there's even been an intersection of those two qualities. Rand University gets to that crossing by going back to where it came from, Rand, West Virginia. So, yeah, it's about his hometown, Rand, West Virginia, and like how it's like yeah, it's a tough place, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, like when he did that, when like bring it full circle, when he when he did like Rand University, it was like him saying like something it's like, wait a second, where's Rand University? It got people. He did it with like with the intentions of having people look that place up. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if I if I said I was fighting out of Wikiwachi, that would definitely pique some interest, I feel like. Yeah, dude, they they definitely give you like the key to the city, or maybe uh, 
key to like Atlantis since like that's where mermaids are from, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that'd be pretty tight. Would a key work underwater? Why not? It's not like yeah. a hotel key, you know? It's just a regular... Or maybe it is a hotel key. Shit, I don't know. Those work by magnets. The Oh, so yeah. It's like, dude... They are, uh, they are aquatic or they are amphibious keys. Um, the magnets space? What's that? Do magnets work in space? Now we're asking the right questions. I feel like maybe work in space. I just don't see this conversation going in a way where we don't sound like idiots. Well, <laughs> well, then we're doing the right thing, you know. Um, do magnets work in space? Well, do you think magnets are like a gravity thing? Well, it has to, uh, at least a little bit, right? Uh, okay, magnets can be used in space. Magnets do not need gravity or air. Instead, their power comes from the electromagnetic field they generate by themselves. All right. So, so are we basically coming to the conclusion that magnets are aliens, or or like at least like kind of planets in a way? Yeah. Um, magnetic Question. fields. Yeah. Why would why would they work in space if they were never in space? If they never had a use in space? Yeah. Like, does a toaster work in space? Probably not. Probably How likely not. I would say almost. It's like pops out. How would it pop out? No okay, we're gonna work. Maybe we just we'll, we'll make a full circle into space in a second. Um, <laughs> so, so now you work in sales, and I asked you the question, and I thought we'd save it for the podcast. How many sales do you make a day? So, on an average day, I'm on anywhere from 60 to 80 phone calls and not all these phone calls are necessarily like leads trying to make it sales. You know, my customers can be calling for any number of reasons, uh, like putting service around a piece of equipment or uh, if we need to come pick something up after they already rented it. But either way, 60 to 80 calls a day, you know, pr- most of them I'd say are sales calls, but like it's not hundred percent, but uh, on average per day, the amount of people that I close on, you know, get payment on them or anything like that, uh, I'd say ranges anywhere from uh, 15 to 25. So you make like 15 to 25 sales a day? Yeah. Is that, um, how is that amongst your peers? Like, are you like top dog? Yeah, above average. Best in the state of Florida. Actually? Yeah among people with my similar job title there's a lot of different levels you know corporate to mumbo jumbo you know malarkey but yeah people that do my same job that get paid the same as me i'm the best out of them in the state in the state damn that's pretty cool um has that like has that come with his perks or is it kind of just like you get a little pat on the back and then people are like all right yeah they're like hey good job buddy well, kind of a race? No. All right. <laughs> Guess I'll go for- <laughs> um, Damn, that's tough, dude. All right. Well, we... we, we come. Have- Do the right thing, and then everything else will come. Yeah, I think that's- we've come to two good... You know, we're in... Where are we in? Five minutes. And uh, one, magnets are planets and aliens. And two, you need a raise. Yeah. Or just a promotion would be the logical thing. Well, what's a promotion without a raise? Well, yeah, both. I need both. Is there a place in that, like, you know, you could go that's non-sales related, like, in the company? Or you kind of, like, would never do that because, like... It, like... I, I wouldn't, but, yeah, you could definitely go, like, you know, like a management route instead. Or operations route, you know, logistics um, management kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that. Like that's like uh, in the office. Remember when like Jim became like the manager, and he's like, "Yo, he's like, I'm making less money with more work." Yeah, that's that's legit how it is. Uh, 
you know, you make, uh, you know, as a manager, you have a lot more responsibility. Salesmen, most of the time, they out-earn the managers anyway. Do you hear that outside? Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> LD just drove the skid steer by my window. <laughs> Literally, he does that in the mornings, and it's just like it just sounds like um like D Day. It just I just wake up to to just like tanks on the <laughs> yeah. You know, I can hear the tracks and it like rumbles the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um. He actually had he let me uh let me operate uh that today and. It's really not that crazy. I thought like for such like a sophisticated thing, like they make the, like the each way having a four way uh, joystick, you know, two four way joysticks. Pretty, uh, it's pretty easy to, to figure it out. Yeah. Eight year olds could do it. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. You know, it's like a video game. Yeah. But I mean, you didn't have to say eight year olds to do it because now I don't feel as accomplished. They used to have them in, in the olden days. Instead of two joysticks, it was uh, a joystick and two foot pedals. The foot pedals controlled the bucket. And yeah, the, joystick... the foot pedals are a little wild. Yeah, where you you know went back on the foot pedal to raise it, and then uh, you know down on the other side to let it down, and then on the other pedal it controlled like you know dumping the bucket. Um, is that how you learned when you uh, when you got your start in the? in the machinery game yeah yeah and there's still machines that are around that are foot pedals as well that are new but uh everyone's definitely kind of made the transition to joysticks but it's funny some people can like only do joysticks and like you know they can do one of those joystick machines all day and then you're like okay here's a uh, foot pedal machine and they're like i can't use this you know experienced equipment operators are like i can't use this i need something with joysticks hmm Damn, that's like, uh, you know, you always hear about like, oh, some jobs are going to become obsolete, like adapt, or like you're going to get lost behind. It's like you never thought it would become with like the <laughs> the machinery operators. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I saw, I saw actually like a funny picture today of like a dinosaur watching it, the like, you know, meteor come in and like there's like a caption above its head that said, damn, I should have learned how to code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah because that, like, that's exactly what you think you think of like when people are going to lose their jobs so like you know the next wave of technology it's like coding and you know they're just not going to be able to like you know uh make create pdfs or like edit pdfs because they've just been doing everything like by hand and and faxing it so they're like oh all right time to retire but you don't think of like you know some guys just like in a you know, in an outdoor construction site with a big diesel engine behind them. Like, yeah, I can't do this. Do you think one yeah. day going to have like no joysticks and it's just all going to be like touchscreen stuff or like haptic gloves? Be like Neuralink, like Elon Musk will just put the machine in your head and then you just like think like, hey, you know, I want the arm to move and then it'll happen. Yo, maybe that's the way there with that stuff. Maybe like, you know, like the thought of like telekinesis and stuff like that, maybe telekinesis is literally just going to be Neuralink. This like, is quite possible. You know, like you're on a job site and you're like, oh man, I got to like, you know, grade this lawn or grade this, whatever. You just like Neuralink onto this machinery and then you just start doing it. Like literally how much, like what, what kind of like bandwidth do we have is like, could we, like, let's say you're a uh, shipping company and you have a thousand trucks. Could you like Neuralink onto the trucks and operate these thousand vehicles just from like your home? You know? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Can, it's like, uh, I forget what year that was. Maybe it was like 2011, 2012, where two movies came out basically within like a few months of each other that kind of dealt with the uh, subject of like, Oh, you only use uh 40% of your brain, you know, take this bill and then like you can use 100% and you become like a superhero basically. Yeah, uh Limitless, right? Limitless was one of them and the other one was called Lucy with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I heard I never saw Lucy. Um I always thought of I always got Lucy confused with um oh geez, what's that one? It's like Splice, I think. It's like another kind of yeah, it's splice. Uh, 
came around at the same time. And uh, yeah, it, it was like one of those like sci-fi type things, but I never saw Lucy. That, that, who, who was with that? Scarlett Johansson, you said? Yeah. Which is why I watched it. Yeah, can't, can't, uh, can't pass up Scarge. All right, so I'm on Neuralink's website. Uh, interfacing with the brain. Oh, shit, they have a section called Engineering the Brain. So they're going to like, they're creating Neuralink to, to recreate the brain. What the fuck? Have you seen the uh, theories that uh, Elon Musk already has a microchip in his brain? So, like, if you see him in, like, interviews and stuff where he kind of, like, pauses before he answers a question, some people say it's, like, the microchip, like, processing the information. Really? Some people say that. That's wild. Uh, I mean, do you think you'd have to be a crazy person to... um, Do you think you'd have to be a crazy person to, like, test it on yourself? Or do a lot of, like, rich motherfuckers do that? I feel like if it's like your brainchild, like you're, you know, you always want to test it on yourself, you know. I guess. Well, I guess what they probably do is test it on other people and see that it has like somewhat of a function. They'd be like, "All right, put one of those motherfuckers in me." That now that I see that it works, I don't think they're like you know, patient zero. Like put one in me, and then like you know, it explodes and they die. I think they kind of get proof that they're not going to die, and then they're like, "All right, plant it." I'm thinking this gives me a direct uh, like flashbacks to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, you know, with like uh, the Green Goblin. Yeah. And he's like, he's in that chamber, Willem Dafoe, he's in that chamber and he's just like, he's the, he's the guy funding all this, you know, was it uh, his company? And he's like, all right, give me the, give me the juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then also, isn't that that guy, um, the billionaire guy from Asia? He's he's like creating uh, a like a luxury travel thing, you know, and he's he's willing to go up first. Like he's creating like rockets to travel in, into space, and he's like, yeah, who's gonna join me? Oh, isn't it Richard Branson? Virgin Galactic is doing commercial space flight. No, it's not Richard Branson, but it's it's similar like to that. Uh, I know that's not who you're talking about, but like they are doing. Virgin is doing commercial yeah, space flight. Um, I apologize for these uh these animals. Um, yeah, Jack Ma, is it? I don't think so. I think it's like just Asian billionaire Jack Ma, but Asian... was he Jack Ma or something like that? Or people just hadn't seen him in a while? Yeah, people haven't seen seen him in a while. And then they're also just like, it was very, uh, like, the timing of it was like right after he like said something like, you know, anti-Chinese or or Mm. China or something like with political implications. It was like directly afterwards. Next thing you know, he's he's like, hasn't been seen in a couple months. Okay, I found it. Japanese billionaire seeks eight people to fly to moon. Japanese billionaire Yasuka Meizawa has invited eight members of the public to join him for a trip around the moon on Elon Musk's SpaceX flight. Okay, so it's not his own thing. Uh, I'd go to the moon for a billion dollars. Well, yeah, he, he just invited eight members. Yeah, I want people from all kinds and backgrounds to join, he said in a video via Twitter. Um, you will pay for the entire journey. Oh, I we pay for it ourselves. No, 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 no. He he's gonna pay for oh, it. It's gonna he, be free for everybody. I have bought all the seats, so it'll be a private ride. He like you know he's buy he's bought all the seats for everybody. He just wants to to go with ball, that's baller shit, man. That is. But unfortunately, my uh, description as a straight white male doesn't really put me in with of all different you know backgrounds and stuff. I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to that. I guess. Well, I guess there's like WrestleMania with the dogs going on right outside. Um, I wish I was there. Fucking wrestle with Jackson. Yeah, he. Uh, you guys, you guys need to need to work it out. You guys got the beef going on. Nah, we we made up. We uh, we squashed it. 
on a Saturday, actually. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that he's not going to – I don't think we have a chance, I'll be honest. I don't think we have a chance getting on that, that flight. No. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to – I bet it's one of those things where he's just like, yeah, guys, like, you know, I'm going to invite – it's like a publicity stunt, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to invite eight people, but, like, it's it's like the um, – the McDonald's monopoly thing, you know. Oh, that's crazy! I read that. Uh, I read that article. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I think they made a show about it on HBO or something. Um, I'm sure it's definitely yeah. a show. It's like anyone could win, I promise. But like, we already know who's gonna win, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's gonna be us. <laughs> yeah, I need to get in on something like that, you know. Yeah, I, I, mean, am- I think if there's a way to do it and cover your losses. That's the way to do it. I mean, I don't know if you're posting this or not, but I'm down to break the law. Like, I got no qualms against operating on the outskirts of the justice system, you know? Um, I mean, they do say that rules are meant to be broken, and laws are kind of like rules. So, I mean, I think they're almost asking you to break the law. Exactly. As long... I, I'm just like, I'm kind of like a uh, Robin Hood type. Like, you know, as long as I benefit, I can be- help other people benefit, you know, take from the rich and put it in my pockets and then distribute that money from my pockets to people that need it as well. I mean, that's just a win-win for everyone. Yeah, except except the, the rich. They, they kind of lose. On, yeah, they lose, but... But I guess they've already lost. You know, they've yeah. lost humanity. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an eat the rich, you know, like uh, a liberal or anything like that. But like, I would take money from the rich. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the government needs money from the rich. I need money from the rich. Yeah, I mean, who is who's the government to take from the rich? And not yeah. you? who they think they are. Yeah, no, that you're right. What's that? I hate taxes. Oh, go on. They just kind of suck. The government has no incentive to take the money from you and then spend it wisely. So it's the, you know, people say all the time, like, oh, you know, they, in Denmark, you know, they pay more taxes and, like, you know, no one complains about it. But it's also they see more benefits from their taxes as well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely true. Particularly, um, so like, on my way. I don't know how exactly how their government's structured, but I think a lot, like you know, and this is an original argument, but a lot of it has to do with like the homogeny of their population. It's like if you go to Denmark, everyone there is Danish. Yeah. You no. Know? Yep. Like. So, so it's like, it's all, it's like a big community thing. Like, yeah, we'll all chip in. We'll like pay a little bit more. We'll get it back in America. It's like, we are literally all different. We are, our population's like 300 million. Yeah. So it's, it, nobody really sees the effects of anything. And, and particularly like, uh, you know, social programs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're too individualized in our own kind of like groups as well, where it's like, oh, this only benefits these people, not us, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the first thing about Denmark, though. To me, Copenhagen's a can of dip. Yee yee. Um, <laughs> I had a friend from Denmark that I played with, um, played soccer with, not played with in other ways, uh, and, and he was the nicest guy and yeah all those scandinavians are nice guys and really date rape you well he didn't he may or may not have date raped me we'll just leave (laughs) (laughs) um but he did his uh, summer internships at lego at lego like the lego factory or the like no i don't think the factory but like lego headquarters yeah and i was like damn if that is not the coolest thing to do as like a danish person that is cool right like that's if you're danish that's what you're doing 
Like that is the pride of Denmark. Or at least yeah. that's the pride of Denmark in my eyes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those Scandinavian countries, they got they got some good things going on. But it also kind of just like seems like that on the outside. But I think Sweden has one of like the highest suicide rates or something like that. Really? I believe so. Um, this is so, so Emil Durkheim is like one of the fathers of like sociology, French guy. And like mm-hmm. whole thing is basically that like in happy places or the places like more affluent places where people are supposed to be more happy, people are actually more sad. And he figured that out by like uh, looking at suicide rates in France and like the places where like Paris and, you know, and, and uh, Montpellier. And I, I'm not exactly sure like all the, the places in France at the time. Sorry, French cities. Yeah, like the French cities that were like affluent like these fuckers Normandy those are some French cities I know not yeah. to brag I mean you 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 know some stuff especially about cities good one for you to say or else I definitely would have taken that one because that one sounds very fancy yeah that one's down on the south shore near Spain yep um, the- but, uh they he, he looked at the statistics and he's like, damn, son, like, why is everyone killing each other or killing themselves in these places where, like, you know, things are arguably the best when it comes to resources. And so, you know, a place like Sweden where we look on the outside, like, hey, like everybody's, you know, should be pumped there. Everything's sick. Uh, you know, it could be a very Durkheimian type situation where everyone's just offing themselves because they're depressed. I mean, hey, look at the. Uh... Bezos and uh, Bill Gates, you know, those guys got all the money in the world, and they just both got divorces, you know. Yeah, that's true. If if my wife was the richest woman in the world, I don't think there's much that she could do that make me leave her. One second. Where's the professionalism? Or maybe you're getting swatted right now. What's that? Are you getting swatted right now? Is that the police at your door? You're getting mm-hmm. doxxed episode? No, it, was, uh, it was my caring mother informing us that we're having salmon for dinner. Maybe I got to make a sign, uh, like, caution, podcast in progress. Why is the L in salmon silent? Why? Why? Yeah. If it was just S A M O N, it'd be pronounced the same. Salmon. This is a very popular um, Google search. Originally answered on Quora, the L was never pronounced in English, and its presence in the spelling <laughs> is the result of the same 17th century Latin obsession that gave us the B in debt and B in doubt. The L. <laughs> the name of the fish is not pronounced so basically english people back in the day yeah yeah all those fucky wucky words they all come from like latin or french no so so basically in the 15th century the word salmon was spelled in english without an l you know from the old french word salmon s-a-u-m-o-n the spelling was later changed to be consistent with the latin word for fish salmo Unfortunately, even though the spelling has changed, the French influence pronunciation without an L remained. Hence, the L in the English word salmon is silent. So it's like a blend of salmo, the Latin word, and then the old French word salmon. And then you got, that's, I probably like just got fucked up, you know, somewhere along the way and people just like wrote it out. Yeah. English is just a fucked up language altogether. Like, yeah, I'll it's kind of like, you know, how we're talking about America before. It's just like a melting pot. Like English is just like a melting pot of like a bunch of different languages. And then it just does not come together like a cohesive unit. Like how baloney and pony rhyme. And if you look at them on paper, they look absolutely nothing alike. Do you think that's actually crazy? I've never heard that phrase before. How baloney and pony. I, don't, I can't think of two more different looking words <laughs> that, that rhyme. Um, yeah. But do you think that, like, you know, right now when you see, like, slang, like, slang is definitely in every language, but, like, in English, I feel like slang is crazy. Um, 
What? Sheesh. You know, the slang. You know, I, I don't know if that's slang or it's just. It could be. I mean, who knows? You add, a, you add something like a, a meaning to that. And then, yeah, there you go. It's a slang word. But, you know, like, I don't know other languages. I'm not a linguist. But I feel like, you know, it's crazy how many different words and different pronunciations you have in English, like whether it just be in America or you add America and then, you know, Canada and add America, Canada, England, Australia, like all the English speaking, speaking countries, like we all like say like completely different things. And I feel like that's not really typical. So maybe that's why English is just so crazy because we just have like a history of just being weirdos. This is a good theory. I mean, uh, I mean, we were just speaking about this the other day, but we can bring this back up now. How in uh, America, at least, we have different names for cities in different countries versus yeah. like how to pronounce them, which I'm pretty sure we're the only language that does that, but not 100% sure because I am well not a linguist. Do you think uh, we did that like it started as slang? or we did it like out of spite or like, how did that happen? Like, I'm sure like the only way you find out about this place is, you know, you, you meet someone from there or you go there yourself. It's like, Oh, what is this place? Like, Oh, it's what the locals call this. Were we like, uh, you know what? We're going to call it this. Or were we, um, did we just start I, making it a slang? I can imagine this is, you know, purely conjecture. Is that the right word to use? Speculative? Yeah, speculative. What's conjecture? Uh, conjecture, I'm pretty sure, is like an opinion. Yeah. So an opinion or conclusion formed on the basis of incomplete information. Okay, that would have worked as well. Right? I no, because I haven't finished my sentence yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh what i'm guessing what could have happened possibly is like you know back in the day they just got a map of the world and we're like looking at it without you know talking to anyone from these places and we're just like looking at the stuff and just came up with their own pronunciations you know because you know looking at the word munich on a map you probably wouldn't you know guess if you have no knowledge of the german language that is pronounced Munchen or however you pronounce it. Sorry for butchering that German people. Uh, um, no, I think you would. I think I've, I think you definitely get more of a conclusion, like because it's spelled in German M U N. Right, that's right. Yeah, I don't know then. Like so, like same with like. All right, so this is a. We don't even have to go to cities. Deutschland, Germany. Yeah. Germany. <laughs> what? What? How the heck did that happen? Yeah, you know that's good, not even similar. Like everything else, it's like really similar. Yeah, Germany, you're just not even close. Yeah, so that's uh maybe we should get someone on there on the on the pod that we can figure this out because yeah. uh, these are questions that I cannot answer. Germany. Yeah, but I feel like in other languages, it's called Germany as well. It's not just an English thing. Uh, like Spanish people say Germany, like Germana or something like that. I think they say Aleman. Okay, that sounds correct. If you're that, you know. Yeah, Alemania. Nowhere. Um, yeah, Germany, Germanic, you know, tribes or dramatic people from back in the day from being that in that region i'm guessing is the origin of that it's possible it's very possible which was that word germanic came uh, a ruler i believe that's name was jane or something like that All right, Germanic peoples were not known as Germanic at the time. Oh, okay, well, fuck. First mentioned, wait, no, the historic, our category of ancient Northern European tribes first mentioned by Greco-Roman authors. Uh, yeah, Julius Caesar's describing them as peoples who were moving south and west in his time, threatening Gaul and Italy. Later, Roman authors defined Germania 
roughly between the Rhine in the west and the Vistula in the east? You know, what's funny is that if, you know, for some reason we, you know, this podcast takes off, gets popular, a bunch of people listen to it or something like that. They're going to be people that know the answer to these questions like immediately and just be listening like these fucking idiots. Yeah, I, I think that all the time. Like when I listen to a podcast myself, it's like, it's like I feel like I'm on a game show where I'm just like trying to hit a buzzer, you know, to be like, yeah. <laughs> it's like Jeopardy. It's like, huh, yeah. I wonder why, like, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, buzz me in. Like, I'll, I'll tell you, I'd love to. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, when they have an opinion or they're just like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, I wonder, you know, like, and I'm just like, oh, like, well, like, I want to add like a little, you know, a side or an argument or something. And I'm just like, hmm. well, and then here we are. So now we're doing the same thing. I couldn't that's change that, that reality. So I'm changing this one. That That's a life goal of mine for sure is to become like a expert on something where someone would want to have me on their podcast. Like, well, today we got Nick Mode. He's an expert on blank, you know, that'd be cool. You think so? I think I would rather be the guy that's like not an expert on anything, but like knows a little bit about everything. A jack of all trades is a master of none. Yeah, but you know, it's called being well rounded. Yeah. And I would, uh, I think I would rather well, be a well rounded type. You know, they can go on there and like we could shoot the shit about like literally anything under the sun. We may not get to any question. We know we may not find any answers. See, also that's that comes from my I guess personal philosophy. Why both. Why can't you be someone that knows a little about a lot of things, but know a lot about one thing as well? You know what? You're preaching to the choir. Take, take uh, Joe, example. Part of the reason why he's so good is because he does know a little bit about a whole lot of things, but he's also an expert on you know, I guess martial arts or. Yeah, everyone. He's kind of an expert on a couple of things, you know. I would, he's pretty close to being an expert on like DMT, <laughs> aliens. <laughs> um, no, for sure. Uh, he knows the wealth of knowledge. Yeah, I think. Uh, I wonder what his IQ is. Twelve. At least twelve. Uh, yeah, definitely at least twelve. <laughs> It definitely seems like he has the capacity for a lot of knowledge. You know, I I don't I want to know who has the lowest IQ. I don't know, newborn baby. Well, no, I mean, because I guess not. I guess you can't measure it. Yeah, because I guess that like everything is relative. Like, well, IQ is not you know it's not measuring intelligence itself. It's measuring like you know the uh, capacity for taking in information i guess that that's what it is or i don't think that's the exact definition but i do know that it's not a measure of like you know intelligence at that moment it's you know measuring your ability to take in information or, or something like that that's how like you know a nine-year-old can have like a really high iq that's like the same as elon musk you know obviously they're not as smart as elon musk at that time but they have like the potential to be i guess yeah i think i think you're right is is that it's, it's not a measure of like what you know it's like how you interact and i think that's why they, they make like progressively challenging like if i remember the structure of it it's like you start with like a puzzle and then you start with like a puzzle i guess and you kind of like go through a, a, like it increases in challenges and it's yeah. things to just see if like you're picking up patterns and i guess that's supposed to uh you know determine whether or not like you're able to adapt and whatever um have you taken an iq test I have. I got a really high one when I was like, you know, second grade or something, third grade. Do you remember the number? I do. Do you want to say it? I, want to come <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say it because it fucking makes me sound like a douche. Can I? Can I guess it? And you tell me if I'm too high or too low. Wait. Yes, but let me first. Let me just. I'm looking into more IQ tests before I before I can figure out how I feel about these. Um, all right, it's a total score derived from a set of standardized tests or subtests designed to assess human intelligence, abbreviation IQ, blah, blah, blah. It was obtained by dividing a person's mental age score, obtained by administering an intelligence test by a person's chronological age, both expressed in terms of years and months. The resulting fraction was multiplied by 100. 
to obtain an IQ score. Uh, let's, yeah, what, how do they do the testing? Um, that is kind of funny, though, how, like, they'll say, like, oh, you know, this nine-year-old just took an IQ test and his IQ is higher than Albert Einstein. It's like, Albert Einstein never took an IQ test. So they're just, like, guessing, basically, or what? <laughs> they're like, all right, what would his have been? Uh, yeah. Because I think that's a bullshit number, whatever they come up with, because that guy was failing math classes when he was, like, 13. If he took a fucking IQ test, probably wouldn't have been that high. Or maybe I'm fucking wrong because I guess he was smart the whole time, but just school was measuring wrong or something. I don't fucking know. But let me guess your IQ. Was it like a 135? It was higher. 155? It was higher. I don't believe you. 175. It was lower than that. 174.99. Also lower, surprisingly. 4.98. All right, are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> it was 159. Okay, that's good, yeah. I was reading uh, in the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. He was talking a little bit about uh, IQ, IQ tests and, like, how it started and whatever. And this guy in, like, one of the largest, like, social studies ever he took like everyone with like above a 120, like basically like all the gifted kids. So, so they called him and they, um, they, uh, they, they did the, the like, if you were got scored on like a gifted IQ, like above 125, he just like tracked you and like, didn't do anything. just like kind of took cat tabs on your progress. And like, basically it turned out that it was like 50, 50, <laughs> like made no difference that like some of them went on to be like CEOs and lawyers and whatever. And some of them just like, you know, work at a local McDonald's, like there's, there's really like no big difference between the person, you know, like intelligence, because there's so many other variables, you know, work, yeah. at, you know, social life and, um, you know, family life, whatever resources. Yeah. You know. I guess that's when like nature versus nurture kind of comes into play. Yeah. So I'm looking on the Wikipedia page, uh, average adult, combined IQs associated with real life accomplishments by various tests. So college graduates, 112 to 115, depending on various tests, those who, you know, uh, are clerical and sales workers, 100 to 105, high school graduates, skilled workers, electricians, cabinet makers, 197. I don't know what to make of this data. Does that mean uh, that they're like, was it like a eugenics things or not eugenics, but like if, Oh, here's where you got, it's like a, the, like um, that one book where it's like, they base they give you a job based on your IQ test. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I feel like at this point it probably will never take an IQ test. Cause I feel like there's nothing I'm going to gain from it at this point. Yeah, no, seriously. It's like uh they take like a lot of time to do. They do what? They take like a lot of time. It's not like, oh, you know, here's your IQ in five minutes. Like it's probably like an hour test, I believe. Half hour at least. All right. Maryland. Oh, I want this is where I came from. Savant. Maryland Voss Savant has an IQ of two hundred twenty-eight, one of the highest recorded. Someone with normal intelligence will score somewhere around 100. Let's see what the top five are. Stephen Hawking, 160. Albert Einstein, 160 to 190. Judith Polgar, 170. Leonardo da Vinci, 190. Savant, 190. Gary Kasparov, 194. That's pretty crazy. Da Vinci was a smart motherfucker. Yeah, da Vinci was pretty good with stuff. Pretty crazy. Some stuff that... Uh he like made you know he doesn't get a lot of i feel like underrated guy da vinci believe it or not yeah as much like a household name as da vinci is he's still underrated as like an inventor i mean because mona lisa is like the big thing right everyone saw da vinci mona lisa but like he made a bunch of military designs as well like you know portable bridges and tanks and 
all this different kind of stuff. Yeah, he was very like forward thinking. Also, do you hear this? Yeah. This is my life. Oh, okay. I guess LD turns off. Yeah, it sounds um, like you you live in the city. Not anymore, but I mean, <laughs> I honestly this is probably more less quiet than uh than my New York City apartment. Yeah. This house. Um but yeah, I no, I agree. Da Vinci was fucking badass, dude. He um especially with like his uh like it's hard for us as people who you know drive automobiles and fly in planes and stuff like that to really understand how like forethinking and like revolutionary his ideas were. Like, you know, he was a guy he literally stole like he was a grave robber for the sake of science. Like that's fucking some savage stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta know how eyeballs work. Let me go take a dead person. Like let yeah. me go commit a major crime just yep. like satisfy his curiosity. A lot of artists did that. Michelangelo did as well. Or maybe we're discrediting how easy it was to steal things. That, I don't know. <laughs> you don't think it's easy murdering people. Anything really was easy. Yeah, it's true. Like all you got to get by was like a dog. Yeah, the only thing that was hard back then was like living. <laughs> <laughs> like, oops, got the fucking bubonic plague. Yeah, yeah diseases. They would take you out like no problem. Like we, we got diseases on the wraps. Everything else a lot more challenging. Yeah. Or I guess living uh I, living. I, it, it's a really bad point in history to say that we had diseases on the wrap, to be fair. Uh well we we had most diseases on the wraps besides the ones related to obesity. Everyone pretend like this was uh recorded in twenty nineteen before COVID. Diseases not a big deal. Well, no, I said everyone that wasn't related to obesity. How's COVID related to obesity? Have you looked at the statistics? No. <laughs> Have you looked at the literature, Nick? <laughs> what do I look at you? Uh, I'm also just spiteful. I I do know that like a large number of like people that had like issues with COVID were obese, that like you know fatalities, but I don't know about contracting it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's uh, mostly about like the healthiness of a person is, you know, more likely or not whether they're going to get, get dead. Get died. They're going to get died. <laughs> uh, what, what I like to say to people now is uh, unalive yourself. Instead of, you know, telling someone to commit suicide, that's harsh. Like kill yourself. Like that's, that sounds, you know, crass. But if you could say unalive yourself, adds a little bit of spice to it, you know? Yeah, I guess it's like a, you're you're putting it in the negative. You know, you're putting death in the negative, as in like kill yourself as an affirmative. Do something like kill affirmative action yourself in the first person. Unalive is like, you know, you're putting life in the negative. And it's like, all right, like that seems like distant. You know, that seems like something I can do. I don't know. I'll yeah. try it. <laughs> um, but you know what? I think it's been close to an hour. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. I feel like this definitely leaves the door open for uh, future appearances from from me. Um, I, I obviously have a lot to say and very little knowledge that I'm going off of. Yep. And therefore, <laughs> I also have, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here, but I agree. No, this is good. Um, you know, leave them, uh, leave them wanting more. Is there any final remarks you'd like to give to, uh, to the audience? Hmm. Kind of putting me on the spot here. It's okay. You don't, you don't need any. You you said enough. The salmon thing alone was worth your your, your coming on. Yeah, no, I, I learned a lot today. It's like normally you know you learn a lot by listening to a podcast. I learned a lot by being on podcasts. Yep. So how about that? All right.
I'm still trying to think of like, you know, like closer remarks, like, you know, like, like my, like, you know, my senior quote or something like that. You need, you know, what my senior quote was not to, you know, stop us from wrap, wrapping up with the Ayn Rand quote. And it was the question isn't going to, who's going to, let me, let me restart here. The question isn't who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. And, you know, 2020 hindsight kind of gives off rapey vibes. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was silent there. My, my father came in and uh, he was not aware of the situation. So he just did what he always does and just starts talking. Um, and so I had to mute myself. But yes, uh, 2020 hindsight, I don't think that's aging very well, particularly with the Me Too yeah. movement. Yeah, if I could go back, I would definitely yeah. just say like, Hey, give me some gabagool. That'd be my that'd be my senior quote. <laughs> what if you threw in something there that like would be so like pop culture relevant, you know, years later, like you know, 15 years later, so then you could be the originator of it? Yeah. What if I just said like invest in Dogecoin? That was my senior quote back in like 2016. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Everyone go back and look at it like, God damn it, this motherfucker was just giving out diamonds. <laughs> uh, I forget what my... Oh, I remember what mine is. Um, it was PDGP. All right, folks, thanks for listening. We'll leave it there. <laughs> Exactly. Leave it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> to be continued, like a Dragon Ball Z episode. Uh, Next one. Yeah, it was. It's for something that, like we we said uh, back in the day. Pussies don't get pussy. And that that I'm so glad I put the acronym because I never have to describe describe it. And I actually made a mental note to to recreate a new acronym. That was passable, and then I forgot it. So I'm just telling the truth. I'm being honest. Pussies don't get put. I mean, I agree. I think um, you know, not to name any names. I think we both know someone that comes to mind with that phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Um, I know exactly who you're talking about, and um, yeah, I'm actually gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna maybe talk to that person later. You know, just ask them where it all went wrong. <laughs> but that's all I got. I gotta go. And uh, you know what? This was a pleasure. Peace, love, and blessings, man. All right, folks. And.